0: all right and it's okay and we're all good but we're homemade and he bri loves you could call us it's all love it's all love and it's all right and it's okay and we're all good we were homemade and he loves welcome back everybody to your favorite locally syndicated podcast zero to outrage uh I'm your host, back after a month-long delay, sorry for that. Uh, it's Christian, I'm happy to be back, happy to be talking some stuff, happy to incite some outrage in all of you. As always, I'm joined by my uh, my colleague, my co-host, uh, my good buddy, uh, the Bone Collector himself, J-Bone, how are you doing tonight?
1: What up, what up, buddy? Everything going okay with you? Everything going good there in Providence? Hey, can't complain, you know, it's cold as bricks
0: out here, but we're... we're... We're making through it. Hey, we're getting there. it's coming close. It's officially springtime, although my ball's shattering like glass and icicles won't uh, won't let you know that. But uh, we're getting there close. we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna
1: back up into the bowl. Vibe.
0: Hey, they say after this weekend, <laughs> um, it's gonna be good. Okay, well, we got a short episode for you tonight. Jay Bones has got uh, some commitments, so we're just trying to squeeze this thing in there. So uh, we're gonna get started. We're gonna be coming in fast and coming in loose. We're gonna be coming in hot and uh hopefully you guys have some fun while we're doing it so clearly the big thing that's going on the last week or so has been march madness uh tonight is uh we're recording this is thursday so by the time you guys probably listen to this tomorrow it'll be friday the 24th of march and uh i thought it was good i thought i thought the opening series was good the opening rounds were good um you know not a whole lot of underdogs but everyone says you know here's the question i have a question for you to ask this because you heard this argument after the round uh, you know, less underdogs winning means better quality games later on. Would you rather have underdogs in upsets, like improbable upset Cinderella's, or would you rather have uh, the favorites win but have better games down the stretch?
1: It's a good question. I actually will take the latter. I think better games down the stretch is always more entertaining. Look, I like the upset every now and then. I think, what was it, a couple of years ago when Duke went out first round to a team like Iona? Lehigh. Or something like that. You know, it was Lehigh. That's pretty cool. It's yeah, yeah, that's it. It's fun to watch. But at the end of the day, you know that chances are uh, a 13 and up seed isn't really going to make that deep of a run because they will run into a higher seed that is simply just more talented and will be on top of their game, you know. And to be honest, every single year when I fill out the March Madness bracket, I, I you know, I mean, I I don't pick up sets. And granted that this was a year that there was only, what, sets I actually have – Pretty solid. It's setting up. The Sweet 16 has some solid matchups. Like, I a lot of fun games to watch.
0: Well, and think-
1: so, in my opinion, I'm taking the former have the higher seeds win because I want to see powerhouse versus powerhouse rather than Cinderella versus powerhouse. And 90% of the time, Cinderella gets blown out.
0: I mean, I agree with you, but I think this year was sort of an interesting sort of situation where uh, a lot of the uh, high seeds were actually, and granted, this is from me coming um, with very, very minimal college background experience but or college basketball experience or background, I don't know what I'm saying right now. But um, it seemed to me that everyone was sort of picking the high seeds or the uh, like the, the 11s, the 10s, the 12s. There seemed to be a really high level of at least skill at these higher seeds, and a lot of those were very, very close games as well, though. So I don't know if it would have been the same this year, whereas if a high seed had won, you would have necessarily had the disparagement. Uh, based on what I saw in terms of where the money was being put down and what the analysts, you know, who supposedly know everything were telling me, I
1: thought it was uh, I thought,
0: I I thought there was a high amount of talent up at the high seeds.
1: The talk out there was that this is actually a pretty, for lack of a better way to say, untalented bracket in terms of there are probably six or seven really good teams that have a really good shot. And then everybody else is basically on the same footing of not outstanding, but not bad. Um, You know, I thought it was fun. The first round is always kind of interesting, but I mean, there was only like four or five teams that I said have a chance to win the whole thing. Who'd you? One have? of them's already gone out. Duke is
0: out. Well, I mean, everyone picks Duke almost every year, so everyone, every, Duke is always in the discussion to win it. Okay, they're just that kind of program. But who'd you have winning it?
1: So, in the in my bracket for money, I have Kentucky winning it actually, which not a lot of people have, um, and they almost just lost in the first round or or second round. To uh, but uh, and then my other kind of fool around Brad, I have UNC. Okay, that's fair. I mean, two pretty good teams always do pretty well. I can't stand Duke, so I could never. I was never going to root for them. I don't buy UCLA or Arizona quite yet. A lot of people have Arizona. I don't. I don't buy it.
0: I mean, I had I had Gonzaga, but that's only because everyone was saying, "Oh, Gonzaga.
1: People. People. People shit all over Gonzaga, and I understand why because they don't really play anybody. Even one like that has to stand for something. I mean, I, I
0: again, I, I watched like once UConn lost to Northeastern, my interest in college basketball went right down the collective shitter. Like I just didn't care. Like everybody got hurt. I was more focused on the UConn women. Okay, and they're gonna win another national championship. They're about to set the record for. Uh, longest collegiate win streak ever, like at like 109 plus or something like that. I was more concerned about them. I didn't care, but everywhere I went, everywhere on Twitter after uh, Gonzaga won, it's like, oh, Gonzaga is legit this year. Gonzaga is legit. Gonzaga's the legit number one. I was like, I have no clue. I have no basis. I haven't watched enough of are it this playing? year. Who they are? They playing tonight? They are. They're playing uh, West Virginia, who I like. I like West Virginia I, from the games that I have seen. Well, I've seen like West two, Virginia though. Uh, I. I took West Virginia as the underdogs. I think they were like plus seven and a half underdogs, and now they're only down two. So I mean, I I bet hard over the. Uh, I mean, I bet hard over the uh, the first round, and I, I I had a pretty good I had a pretty good opening weekend. I was in the I was I was positive by by a pretty good margin. I was happy to say.
1: Yeah, I I mean, <clears throat> I, I did actually pretty well on my bracket. Um, I have Purdue making a good run. I have them actually beating Kansas tonight. Uh, Arizona, I have beating Xavier, I have Gonzaga beating West Virginia, and I have Michigan. I actually and and I did not, um, I forget off the top of my head, they beat a team, they beat URI, and I had actually URI beating Oregon. That's that's that's, after this game, so I'm rooting for Michigan.
0: That's pretty, I'm rooting for Michigan too. I think I had Michigan making it to the Elite Eight or something like that, and then I think I had them losing too. I can't remember off the top of
1: my head. Big European broad.
0: I I just I just don't care. I I I like March Madness. I like it for the excitement. But as I get older, it's just not as. I mean, it's 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 fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. The opening weekend's the best. I took a half day off work so I could uh I could go sit like at a Buffalo Wild Wings bar and I end up like getting like a free Coors Light hat and I was just sitting there watching games and. Uh, it was fun, but by by Saturday evening, I was I was basketballed out. I was looking forward to the World Baseball Classic. See,
1: that's the thing about March Madness. If you're not completely passionate about it, it really burns you out. And I didn't even watch all the games. Like I didn't have it on a loop or or watching all four. Is at the end of the day, I don't really care about these sixty four matchups where it's two teams I haven't heard of or maybe I've heard of one playing each other and you know who's going to win. I have no interest in watching that.
0: I mean, I mean, it's fun. This is
1: where this is when it gets fun, though. This is when it gets fun.
0: I completely agree. I think the first weekend is the most fun. I think the second weekend is pretty good because usually there's around four games that are uh, pretty competitive and they're all either one right after the other or they're all right around the same times. And then I could give two popcorn farts. I could give two shits about the uh, the uh, final four in the national championship game. I mean, I watch them, but usually the worst is uh the worst is the, the final four because the final four is two basketball games on a Saturday night. They start at like eight thirty, and the second game goes off at like ten thirty. And I'm just like, I just don't care. I just, I just, I just don't care. Maybe it makes me a crappy sports fan, but I just don't. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But anyway, we'll skip off of this. I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk about it next week as we get towards the, uh, the final four in the national championship. But one of the other big sporting events that was going on uh, just finished last night. The USA, after 11 years in the making, have finally won the World Baseball Classic. We've finally proven that, yes, we can, in fact, play the national pastime in a world tournament in America. Jay Bone, I want your thoughts.
1: So, you know, I thought it was good. I thought that the actual USA played above the quality that um, they probably should have considering we had some superstars play just awful. Nolan Arenado couldn't hit. Oh, my God. His last last
0: pitchers were not for his last eight at bats. Every day
1: they said his last at bat.
0: No, but every time I I didn't see it like I was up to like the seventh. I'm getting too old, man. I'll tell you what. I was up to like the seventh inning last night. And then I just crapped out like a little bitch. I didn't get to see the celebration. I was yeah, so amped I mean, for it, but I'll tell you what. For like the last here's here's for the last four at bats, like the last seven at bats he came up. I would just tweet out Arenado's due. I'm telling you, and then he would just swing at a dick middle fastball and just get blown by like
1: 95. It smoked. Get smoked. Yeah. Look, I I enjoyed it. A lot of people. The I mean, what is this? This was the fourth, fourth at the time, fourth, fourth. And I think it's picking up steam. I thought there was a lot of excitement about it. The World Baseball Classic, the USA, this is probably the best team that they have fielded. It was exciting to watch. Um, I enjoyed it. I really I think it's coming to prominence once more people and it can draw in more superstars. There were 23 All-Stars playing last night.
0: I'm telling you what, the games between USA and Puerto Rico or the USA and Venezuela or the USA versus uh, uh, the uh, Puerto Rico— all those games were fantastic. You had high level of play. You had superstars in both teams. And the thing that was awesome to watch it, you could see the passion and what it meant to these players. Like, you could see that they were happy and they were fun and they were excited to do it. And I hope, and I understand that you can't play that way for an entire 162-game schedule. You'll just get burned out on top of the, the strenuous activity. But I hope that we're starting to move to the place where... um, you can get excited and you can show emotion rather than you know what do what the NFL wants to do and act like a bunch of fucking robots
1: I mean so what do you think about Ian Kinsler's comments
0: I think Ings, I think Ian I mean I think Ian Kinsler I think Bregman made the same comments too where he's like oh, I don't want to see this shut up shut up I want to see bat flips I want to see dudes punch I want to see pitchers punch people out the plate in big spots and get amped that's what I want to see
1: I want to see it mean something to you so he- that's fair. You know, I actually, Jake Arietta spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, and I thought he had the best point. He came out and said, I don't care about bat flips and stuff like that from players who have a little bit of, I guess, respect in the league, who have been in the re- league for like a couple, like a year or two, or proven themselves to an extent. I don't want to see some rookie going out there like Junior Lake when he flipped the bat. Off hitting somebody in the Marlins when he played for the Cubs. Like, dude, you, you, you bat 220, you hit four home runs and 25 RBIs in a season. Do not be flipping bats and showing people up. No, I mean, so if, if you're- I get that because he, he, he did say if you do that, you're getting one
0: in the ribs. I mean, I have no problem with the players policing themselves, policing the game themselves. I have no problem with that. Okay. But I also think they should be lenient in how they police it. Showing emotion, doing this stuff. Like Ariel said, you're right. If some jerk-off rookie is going to come up, hit his first home run, and give a pimp job like uh, Jose Bautista gives his pimp jobs, you deserve to get one in your ear hole, you deserve to get one in your ribs, or you deserve to let one of your teammates is going to get hit, and then your teammate's is going to come and beat yep. your ass and be like, hey, quit being a putz. But if you're if you're in the show, you've established, you've proven you can play, and it's a big spot, I'm not saying, you know, a solo job in the middle of July in the second inning, pimp the crap out of it. No, because these guys aren't gonna do that. But if it's a big spot and not but people do though.
1: No, so, though so people do. And that's the thing. And that's and that's what I think Ian Kinsler, maybe he wasn't talking about that in, in, in particular, but he's just like, why add flair to a common out in left field? game well, entertaining though. I'm, so I'm, I disagree in that sense. Yeah, I, do.
0: I'm, I mean, if you're gonna pimp a fly but, if
1: you're gonna pimp a fly out, just, out to left field,
0: you know what? you deserve eight balls in your ear because that's bull. that's bullshit. You shouldn't do
1: that. no, 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 like catching the ball. like 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 Puerto Rico, they almost like dropped a couple like fly balls what? out in the outfield because they were just pimping these these catches and they're like, like, listen, what is this about? Listen, if you're going, they're having fun playing the game, right? I mean, have fun doing what you're doing, and if you screw up, you screw up.
0: Listen, if you're going to pimp catching a fly ball in the outfield, do it. I have no problem with it. But if you drop it, you're going to get shit on endlessly by the media, by Twitter, by your own fucking teammates, and it might cost you the game. And if that's the case, then you know what? You reap the bed that you made. That's that's what I mean. But quite it's frankly, it's true. And I
1: think it's funny though. At the end of the day, you look at it. Ian Kinsler said that shit. And then he came out and he, hit a two-run bomb. Yeah, and he did. He 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 ran it out.
0: He ran it out so like it was backed, nothing. Yeah. He ran it out like it was nothing, though. And I I I, can, I applaud him for practicing what he's preaching. But I could stand to see a little bit more flair. And I was happy to see that the Commissioner of Baseball, Rob Manfred, came out and he said, you know, as more cultures and more nationalities and more players of that ilk. In this generation get into our game, it's gonna change the way we view celebration and it's gonna change the way we the way that we deal with how we play the game, which is you're gonna see more as, look,
1: I like it. No, I don't mind it. At the end of the day, some pitcher are uh, some pitchers will come out and say, I don't like people pimping home runs. But you know what? Don't give up a freaking home run. Exactly. Like
0: that, I mean that that, that, that was my that, thing. That's when, what you have to pick the mentality of. That that was my thing. When I played, I was said, If I'm gonna show a little motion on the mound, you wanna know why? I deserve it because I beat you. If you beat me and you want to show me up a little bit, you already showed me up by the play. So you know what? Just pour dirt in my grave. I don't care. I've already just lost. I'm an asshole. If I lose, I'm an asshole. If you win, you get to act like the, like, like like however you want. And people like act like you've been there before. I've, you never know when you're going to get there again. I could run out to my position the next play or as I round first base, I could blow up my knee. It's not unheard of to think about and never play again celebrate it it's a kids game you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a freaking kids game act like you're having fun be allowed to have fun don't act like oh my god this is a job
1: oh look at me so in that sense in that sense i do respect people who do play the game for example like chris bryant is fun to watch but he shows like almost negative emotion out there like he He smacked a home run in, like, game six of the World Series, and it was a crucial home run. And he just jogged around the bases nice and easy, and you're like, this guy, this guy's a machine. Listen, I'm not saying that. That's fine, because then you're counterbalanced by Javier Baez, who's out there just swagging it, like you said during the tweet, at, like, level 11. Uh,
0: well, yeah, like you had freaking Marcus Whoa. Stroman punching dudes at, l- out last night, giving the shoulder shake as he's coming off the mound. That was awesome. That was electric city. But what I'm saying is, and again, I granted and I understand, there are always going to be players who are always going to do like what Barry Sanders did, which is just hand the ball to the ref after a touchdown, who are just going to just act like they've been there before. There's always going to be that crowd, and I understand that. And for those people who like that sort of style, I respect that. But you can't tell me that watching Javi Baez blast a ball in pool play and then place the bat down on the ground and almost a defiant sort of like, you know, fuck you to all like these old timers wasn't awesome. Or watching, uh, uh, what is it, like Yadamir uh, Val- Valentin go against Hector Diaz um in the ninth inning, 99 versus this dude who's hitting 600, and they're going... And he's just, he's fouling balls off and he's doing pimp jobs. It was electric city. It was awesome. You can't tell me that that's not riveting. And in a time when... Great, great intensity, some
1: great action, and a lot of focus toward toward the World Baseball Classic that is often overlooked as something like trivial and not important. I thought this was great for the sport. Give- I thought it was solid. And not just because USA won, but just because no. of the intensity, and the amount of fun that these players were having. I thought it was awesome in general, just watch, and I enjoyed watching. And I didn't watch many games, but I listened to them on the radio. I thought it was a lot of fun. The crowd was into
0: it. The players were into it. The quality of games were into it. And quite frankly, I'd rather watch World Baseball Classic games at this time of the year than any sort of spring training game. I'm sorry. That's just what the case. Yeah. If it's I between agree. spring training and World Baseball Classic, give me more Baseball Classic. Make it every two years. Yep.
1: And and you know what? It was it was good for Javi Baez. I think it gets him in like game type. The the thing that worried me, at least from a, a fan's perspective, and still watching him play, is I don't know. I mean, he needs to evolve as a hitter a little bit in terms of taking pitches and working more walks and not swinging at pitches out of the zone. In all the three two counts that I saw him in throughout the entire classic, he was swinging on those three two pitches. I mean, which he, makes me a little bit nervous.
0: I don't think you need to be more nervous. I mean if you look at where he was when he first came up, I mean the type of hitter he was where he would legitimately swing at every single pitch. He
1: struck pitch. up 33% of the time.
0: He was basically like Adam Jones with the worst contact rate, but um I mean that was that was actually the most impressive thing. Adam Jones walked twice yesterday. You're never going to see that this season. You're never going to see Adam Jones walk twice during the season, but it was cool. I think I don't think you have to worry about Javi, but he's also like, what, 23, 24? He's got plenty of time to mature, and his defense yeah. is more than willing to offset You know, the 250, 260 he's going to hit versus the and with the 25 bombs and 65 to 70. Reviews. Real quick,
1: real quick before we move on, I was reading a Bleacher Report article that said, who has the better young core? the Chicago Cubs or the Boston Red Sox. And so they, they went into saying the young core of the Red Sox. I mean, that's the question. I mean, that's a pretty close, I,
0: it's I, pretty you, close, in all honesty. I, th- I think you could make the argument that probably the, I think the Red Sox also too, if you want to talk about it, they also have Swyhart, who right now has had a great spring, but there's just not room for him to catch. I think they wanted to get a little bit defensively, but I think you could add him to the mix. And I think Raphael Devers is probably a year away. And I know that the uh, the Cubs also have a couple guys in their minor league system who are pretty well thought of. I think you could make the argument that the Red Sox core is probably a little bit more athletic just because I think Schwarber is such a he's such a softball player. I mean, you're going to stick him in the outfield, um, but I think that he's a liability defensively. But uh, it, it's a good argument. And I think hopefully, you know, with the health of the Red Sox pitching, I think we'll get into more of this next week when we do a, probably our, uh, our opening day preview. Or MLB preview for the uh for the season.
1: Who you guys got opening series?
0: Uh, opening series we have the Pirates. But I think, but I think, I think if you look at it, I think if you look at it, I think they're both pretty good. And the question again, like it always does, comes down to pitching. But I think there's, I think, I. No, I'm just saying it's an interesting question. The young
1: core. It's an interesting question. The young core. The Red Sox. They gave it to the Red Sox, and I'll tell you why. They said Bets could be the next player who's just good at everything and he is, he is he's already there he's, he's already there he's young. He, hit, he can hit bombs he is for average he can run good player Ben attende has a possibility to be the rookie of the year this year come out and put up a slash line of like 283 with 12 home runs and 70 RBIs and people are taking the over on that all day I still don't know about his offensive capabilities throughout the course of the season I still think that I think he's he still belongs in the bottom of the order, maybe that eight nine guy who kind of turns the uh, turns the order over, but you never know. He had a streak last year where he he was on fire. He only and had that then, streak. He only
0: had that streak. Hey, that streak and was then, uh, that Bogart. streak that streak was so out of this world. That streak was so out of this world that it buoyed him up for the entire season. Look, we're going to get into this more next week. I don't want to do it because I know you're on a short time leash and there's a couple other things we want to hit. So we'll just leave it for there. We'll leave that question open. We'll get to it next week. I know you wanted to introduce a segment to the to, to the audience this week. So let me hear it. Let me tell you. Uh, tell me what you got.
1: It's a pretty interesting segment. You see it all, all over the Internet, and I, I always think it's kind of funny, and I read them whenever I click on So <clears throat> the segment is – what does the What does a drink you order at a bar say about you? Okay. So there are so many different types of drinks that you can order at a bar, anywhere from some random course light on tap to some drink that a Manhattan over ice with. Okay. How about this? How in about a booth this? Booth or whatever. Okay. So do you want me to name? all what, the- what does? So I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name three drinks that somebody can order at a bar. Okay. I want you to give me a sentence of uh, the type of person
0: the type of person or what or what that and drink And then you can
1: shoot me- back at me. The
0: t- the type of person or what that what I mean by when I order that drink?
1: Uh either or? What does it say what does it say about the person? Okay, okay. Let's go. A mojito. I'm on vacation. A
0: Jameson and Coke. I'm Irish and or Yeah, no, I'm Irish. Okay.
1: And a ch, 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 let's see, a Coors Light from a bottle when it could be from on draft.
0: I don't have enough money this week.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I mean, if if it was Coors Light, dra- me. If it was Coors Light draft, what that says about you is I'm here to drink and I'm here to drink a lot. I'm here to drink this. I'm here to drink this alcohol. <laughs> I'm here to drink it's this dope. alcoholic water, and uh, I'm here. I'm, I'm here for the long haul. Is what it says.
1: Drain as fast as possible. All right, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. I'm, all right, give me give me three drinks.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because I want to get your opinions on me, and these are honest. So these are all drinks that I have ordered out when I was out. Okay. Okay. Cosmo, I'll give you.
1: I'm gonna shoot you straight. By the way, I'm not gonna hey, spare feelings. Hey,
0: here. bring it on me. I need this honesty. You know me. I value honesty, and You're honesty right. is important. Okay. Cosmo,
1: I'm trying to be fancy, but I don't really know what's in it. it
0: it's it. Okay. Um. Typically, the most you hear about Cosmos is the girls on Sex in the City used to drink Cosmos. So they have a really girly connotation. Yeah. However, they are wrong. Basically, what it says is I'm here with my girls, but I'm also here to get drunk. That's what it says. I'm here
1: for a party. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. I'm not here to drink a lot, but I'm an alcoholic. So I need to get ready for the next. For the next couple hours.
0: <laughs> okay. The, the the key is though, if you find a good spot with a good Bloody Mary, like that place when you came down, oh, that's a good Bloody. If you find, if you can find a spot that makes a good Bloody, you're good in the mornings. All right. A lemonade with vodka. Well, vodka like vodka straight, vodka on the rock. No, a lemonade what? like 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 let's say you go to like a, like out to a bar and uh, you or like you go to a restaurant and you look at the cocktail specials and it's like some fruity lemonade with vodka in it. What do you say? In case you haven't gotten it yet, I'm drink- bored
1: and I don't have much to say, so I'm ordering the most basic drink possible.
0: Okay, whatever. I like lemon. I like lemonade. You throw a little vodka in there. I'm good to go. So, and that and that was what does your drink say about you? Um, I'm sure this will be a, a recurring segment, and um, we'll learn a lot about each other and what we like to drink and how much we judge each other based on what we order a drink. So that'd be good. Now, uh, in our closing moments of uh, tonight's episode, I would like to uh, introduce a new segment. And uh, it's not going to be debuted this week, but it'll be debuted uh, as we go on throughout the baseball season. As you guys have known, if you guys have been listening, I hate one John Farrell, manager of the Boston Red Sox. And I have constantly said that he's a shitty manager. He doesn't know how to manage, doesn't know how to do anything. And I could do better than John Farrell. And I have found a way to scientifically prove it. There is a... uh uh a text-based game, a video game, or a computer game, if you will, called uh, Out of the Park Baseball. And it is a baseball simulation game where you get to um, do anything. You can be the GM. You can be the manager. You can be the GM and the manager. Make the lineups. Do all that. And what I'm going to do is, I've already pre-ordered the game. It comes out and is released tomorrow. And what I'm going to do is, I'm going to set it up so it's like a real-time simulation of The season, I think that's, I think I'm pretty sure that's a setting you can do up where you set it up and it's a real time setting, you follow everything out. And then uh, I'm just gonna be the manager of the Boston Red Sox. And I uh, every day I'm gonna do manage one game a day. And uh, by the end of the week, I will give you guys an update on where I am. We'll compare that to where uh, John Farrell is and uh interesting and uh,
1: interesting
0: and hopefully i like it hopefully if uh <coughs> hopefully i can uh not uh eat my words like i did last night about marcus stroman because i think marcus stroman is slightly overrated and a cocky little prick and he plays with blue jays so i don't really like him all that much
1: and uh to the blue jays but i'll tell you what Why? i'll tell you he's what he's talented. No, I don't think he's an ace. I think he's the number two guy. But I think he's really good.
0: I mean, I like him. The fact that he's short and he's kind of like Pedro asking that he's short and he's sort of cocky prick, but we can get to that later. All I'm going to say is you well, see his
1: dad, by the way, you see oh his, my dad. God. his dad, his dad. I would
0: love to see his dad just, I, I would love to built see like m- a,
1: built like an absolute bus. His arms are as big as my thighs. I would I'm not even, I'm not I to no you.
0: I would love to see LeVar Ball trying to get in a fight with his, with uh, Marcus Strowman's dad. That guy would absolutely just <laughs> shit all over LeVar Ball. But anyway, that's going to be a new thing that we're going to do. We're going to track the progress. We're going to see how it goes. Should we put any money on the line or should we want to do that next week or make some freaky bet where I got to do something if I don't prove to be a better manager than John Farrell? Because quite frankly, if he's a better
1: manager than me, Ooh. I don't know. This week, uh, once we kind of get in that uh... – in the flow of the regular season, 10 days, baby. 10 days, it's less than that. Uh no, 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 the no you're start right. Of the MLB regular season,
0: but I'll tell you what, man. If if if, if John Farrell proves to be a better manager than me, I am gonna be so so goddamn angry, it's gonna be sad. Why you should be pumped if he's a better manager than me? No, because then everything I've said about myself, the, the and, manager of your team, it, yeah. I granted. I want the Red Sox to do well, but I want the Red Sox to do well in spite of him. Uh, well, actually, n- never mind. I'm still going to do it, but you're right. There's various there's various things. I'm going to manage head-to-head against John Farrell, and we're going to compare records every week, and at the end of the season, if he does better than me, I will do something um not stupid, but you know, borderline crazy that my parents won't disown me for. Cuz I cannot stand fair enough. I cannot stand that
1: joke of a babysitter.
0: Cannot stand his ass.
1: There's <laughs> a lot of a lot of shade thrown toward John Farrell, but you know what? He's he oh, brought I, it on himself. And now even, he's got to dig himself. I haven't even put out of that my, hole.
0: I haven't even said my most controversial opinion about him on the air. I haven't said it yet,
1: and I, I don't want to say it. Save it because you know why? Because you have to save it until the start of the season. No, I've, when I've, we I've already tried to get it. our feet under us, and you're like, "This guy, this guy, no, I've this guy, I've
0: already told it to you. I've already told it to you." And, but I can't say it because
1: ah, it's just, it's, 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 uh,
0: it's, uh, it's unfair to throw him in that boat. There's so many other good people that are in similar circumstances than he was, but I can't
1: say it. He's just the worst. I, I, all right. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. What are your, uh, what are your final thoughts, Christian?
0: My final thoughts? Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm. Like you said, we're 10 days away from opening day. The itch is finally starting to get here. You know, a week from Sunday is when actual MLB games that count start. Um, And then, you know, it usually takes about a good week because, okay, one thing I do want to say is MLB baseball, I know no one will ever hear this who gives a shit about it, but enough with this having the regular season start on Monday and then go day off Tuesday, game Wednesday. Enough of that. I've waited the winner. I don't need to, you know, it's, it, it's like the worst dry hump of all time. It's like, oh, I'm finally getting ready. I'm getting ready to go, and then <gasps> day off tomorrow. Enough. Go. Yep. 100, it's a 162-game right. schedule. I've waited for this. Go. I don't want one game, and then i got to sit here. The worst was last year when the Red Sox were in freaking Cleveland, and they played the opening day, and then they had Tuesday off, and then Wednesday was a fucking rainout. No. I want my games to start. Give me a series. Open the series up. If it rains out, okay, but I don't want a day off in between of opening day so I can watch more teams I don't care about. Off days are the worst, and I understand that – but that's my thing, that's my, that's my go away thought MLB, enough with the opening day Monday, day off Tuesday, game Wednesday give me a game on Tuesday, make it a four game set, give them a day off later in the season when they really want it, give me more baseball early, cause that is what I want as a baseball deprived fan especially in non-world baseball classic years, I have been deprived I have been going, I'm like an addict with, I'm like an addict going through heroin withdrawal, I need my fix I need my methadone, give it to me you guys are my supplier, and I not paying much for it it's free but give it to me i'm trying to find a good vein and all and i found it but i can't tap into it for long because you're depriving me feed me more baseball that's what i want that's my opening that's my ending rant that's what i want jay bone your last thoughts
1: last thoughts so over the last probably two weeks i have been cruising through the show the wire it has always been recommended to me as one of the best shows on tv you
0: finally got in on that you finally got in on the wire Finally got
1: in on it. Where are you um, wait, wait? Wait. Where are you, you so at? Are where are you
0: at? Where are you at? Where are you at in the wire?
1: I uh, finished season four. I'm not going to watch season five. You're not going to watch season five. Not going to watch season five. Why aren't you going to watch uh, season it, five? And so here's why. Here's why people say season five is the most exaggerated kind of out of line. No, it's not the greatest season.
0: Oh my god. All of them.
1: And so I, I don't think. And I've already read the summary on it, so I don't have to waste my time. Oh my. God. I'm not that interested in season five. No. But I'll probably watch at some point. Here, here. final thought. Final thought. Here p- are my just general feelings about The Wire. The Wire is a very good show. I thought it was very interesting. It's got a great premise. It dives into the grittiness of the inner city of Baltimore, which is still to this day an absolute dump. But <laughs> there's nice parts of Baltimore. I, uh, there's I, nice parts. I enjoyed it. You know, I. I is rather slow at first i kind of couldn't wrap my head around it but as it progressed it got very very good you get it i think it does a is does a very very good job about developing characters really getting you invested in their well-being and their sense of either whether they work for the police whether they're on the street whether they're in city hall feel about kind of what goes into it um who did i and, uh, and I'll just give you some insight I thought that season three was the best for followed by season four then season two then season one in my in my favorite character favorite character is actually pretty tough to say if you're gonna say in Omar, all honesty if you're gonna say Omar have then you're to not, go through. if you're gonna say Omar you're not being original
0: yeah,
1: Omar Omars almost up there uh like Daniels as a character I think his character is is pretty fascinating and so in general do I think that it is the greatest show of all time? It's Absolutely not. Oh, I
0: completely disagree with you. I completely, It's it's one of the. Okay. Do I
1: think that it is a very very high quality show? One hundred percent. Um. Okay. Here, here. I, 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 I would, I would, I would put it in my top ten. Uh, I could probably make the argument for top five, but I'd have to think about it more. The Wire. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Stick with it after the first couple episodes of season one because, in my opinion, it only okay. Okay, here
0: here's what you need to know about the wire. Here's what you need about the wire. It is very. It's a very dense show, and it takes a while to get in there because they use a lot of slang, uh, a lot of slang terms, and they use a lot of uh, uh, vernacular that's not just basic English. They use a lot of what many people would call as hood speak, um, because that's just because happens because a lot of the uh, the uh, the show takes place in the inner cities. If you can stick through that, and you can stick through it, it's like watching a novel. It is literally like watching a novel. It is so well written, and so meticulously scripted, it is fantastic. The fact that you will not watch season 5, granted, I didn't think season 5 was the best season, but quite frankly, it has one of the best lines of all, it has one of the best scenes ever. And that's the way, the, the first scene of season five is fantastic. And I'm going to tell you how it goes right now. They uh, arrest this uh, inner city kid.
1: Don't, don't, don't tell, don't do not ruin it. No, it's not. I'm not I'm, it was my final take. I'm not, we'll I'm, not it up. I'm not, we'll pick it up.
0: I'm not, pick I'm it up not, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm I'll not ruining it. Not ruining it because I still could watch it. I'm not ruining anything. Watch it. I'm not, not giving away any plot. It's like one of the opening scenes. I'll give it to you right now. I'm going to explain it to you right now, and if you don't want to watch it after I tell it to you, then quite frankly, you have no soul. That's what
1: I've already read about it. I read the summary of, of episode one.
0: Oh, so when they bring the kid in and they... Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. You got to go. You got to go. I understand that. We'll pick this up next week. Um, J-Bone, any last thoughts? Anything else you want to plug? Drink Miller Lite.
1: It is the greatest light beer out there. I'm only drinking
0: Miller Lite tonight because you left it in my fridge and I have nothing else to drink tonight and I hate you for it every single time and I hate myself for drinking it, but that's not here nor there. Um, thank you very much again for listening to us. We had fun. I'm sorry this is a short episode, but Jay bone actually has a social life that he has to get to, um, unlike me who can just sit here all night and do this forever. Um, uh, thank you very much. Hopefully we're going to try to keep getting this back in on a regular schedule and uh, we'll be sure to do that, um, try to do that better and we'll try to get this out on a more consistent basis. Bone, anything last words? Anything you want to say?
1: Stay frosty out there. All right. You guys have a good night out there. Peace. <laughs> Introducing is Bronsolino. With my head slicked back, I look like Rippertino. Three Japanese snakes in my El Camino. Letting trees blow. Oh, I rep the East Coast. I got a team of hoes like Pat Summit. I look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in a black Hummer. I flash summer like a fast brother. With a number on his back, ain't no fumble. in fact, I'm... Back as it in my hat Shooting past the gaddis at the bottom Of the river in a plastic bag My new shorty got a gymnastic bag 87 mm Green On a classic jack uh.